Hey guys, welcome to the Mosaic Podcast. We're coming to you from the heart of Los Angeles, California, and it is our joy and our privilege to know there's a tribe across the world that has joined us on this mission of Jesus. I'm amazed how many people have told me that it's this podcast that has really given them life, has renewed their faith, and for many of them have rediscovered Christ. If you're one of the men and women who have been encouraged and helped and strengthened and maybe even rediscovered your faith because of what's happening here at Mosaic, I want to ask you to take a step and become an investor in what God is doing through Mosaic. I love the fact that our community here in Los Angeles has been committed to you. Now I'm going to ask you to be committed to them because together we can do more than we could ever do alone. So I want you to go to the mosaic.org give section of the website and I want you to make a commitment to be a part of taking this message across the world. When we receive, we should be grateful. But when we give, we are now expressing that gratitude in tangible, practical ways. Let's together get the message of Jesus to every corner of this planet. Enjoy the podcast, and thank you so much for joining the tribe. Wow. The lighting of our Christmas tree is becoming a festival event on Hollywood Boulevard. You cannot know how many people, when, when I talk about mosaic, and they go, well, where is that? And I go, the Christmas tree. They go, oh, we know where that is. It's kind of amazing that, that we're a people of signs, isn't it? This Christmas tree hanging or standing on the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and La Brea has become a sign to this community, a sign to the city. And while so many people have have known about Jesus or have had interactions with churches, this Christmas tree has become a sign that's so much more powerful. It's become a symbol to Hollywood that God is for them. That God has not abandoned the city. That God passionately and intimately loves every single person who has ever walked down these streets. Yeah, you ever missed a sign? I, I think it's fascinating to me how people pick up the most nuanced signs if that sign means something to them. You may not have noticed, but every so often I, I wear this necklace. Or maybe all the time. And, and it's a, a star of David, but I, I've never had... Like a Swedish person come up to me. Say, I noticed that Star of David. Just, it's never happened. I've never had one Norwegian come up. Man, when you, know, when you were speaking, I kept thinking, isn't that a Star of David? I haven't really had a Cuban or a Salvadorian say that either. But I cannot tell you how many people have come up to me who are Jewish. And, and even when I've been in huge arenas or auditoriums where thousands upon thousands of people have been pressed into a room, I'll always, always have someone who says, I was standing way in the back. But I noticed that you're wearing a Star of David. And I thought, this is so fascinating that I have this little sign. And it means nothing to so many people. And it means so much to some. We're, we're a people of signs. In, in fact, sometimes our signs are just not that deep or profound. Sometimes I'll, I'll have someone come up to me. And I think they're going to say something really complimentary about my talk. You know, you can always hope. <laughs> they go, I have a question. I go, oh, I've... I've broken through. I love that look. I have a question. I think somehow something I said finally just unlocked their heart, opened their mind, expanded their imagination. And I go, well, well what is it? And they go, are, 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 are your boots St. Laurent? <laughs> Glad I could meet you here in this place. 
You cannot know the disappointment people have when, I, when, I, when they come up and ask me, you know, is that shirt, like fear of God. And I'll go, no. And they go, oh. I feel like I let them down. You know what it is that signs pull us in. They tell us whether we belong sometimes or tell us if we don't belong. And if you're dating, you better learn how to read the signs. Right? And you have to be careful not to project signs where there are none. That happens a lot too. Isn't every great romance about people who are giving signs to people who cannot read the signs? Like, how long will it take for you to see that she's in love with you? Not her. Her. You know, the girl that's with you all the time. The girl who shows up with coffee. The girl who's there when your life is falling apart. Not the girl who's dating the other guy. That's a sign, by the way. It's, it's kind of interesting that, that probably the signs we miss the most. Now, I, I miss some highway signs. I, 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 sometimes I miss um, speed suggestions. I don't believe in limits. I believe in God. I believe in the impossible. I believe it's possible. When I see that speed limit, I go, no, you have to believe. We can do more than this. But, but there are times I've missed signs I shouldn't have missed, like stop signs. I do not believe in missing stop signs. And, and for all the stop signs that I have missed, I don't think I've ever missed one on purpose. Even if my wife will tell you a different story. It seems like every stop sign I've ever missed, Kim is with me. I'm not sure why. I, in fact, it could be her fault, now that I think about this. And, I, have you ever missed a stop sign just because you didn't see it? And then someone judges you? Like, I didn't see it. Well, you needed to see it, but they needed to put it in a better place. Not just right there in the corner. They had to make it a, 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 a better color than red. And what's amazing is that the way we're designed is that there are signs that actually should guide our lives. And I love that the story of Jesus begins long before Jesus ever came. And in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, in this one verse, God tells us this. He says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And will call him Emmanuel. Long before Jesus was ever conceived in the womb of Mary, he was conceived in the mind of God. Long before Jesus ever took his first breath in our atmosphere or his first steps on our planet, God had already prepared this story. And I love the fact that God isn't doing this for himself as much as he's doing this for us. See, this sign isn't for God. This sign of Jesus coming into the world is not a sign for God so he can remember how he feels about us or what he promised to us or what only he can do for us. This sign is for us. He says, I want you to know that this whole thing is going to start off because I'm going to give you a sign because you're going to need one. Because if it's a, if it's a problem to careening through a stop sign or missing a red light, or maybe missing the directions to an exit that you need to take. The one sign that you cannot miss. No, it's not her sign or his sign. It's the sign that God has sent for you. 
so that you might not go through racing in life and through life, missing the sign that actually brings you to life. It's so easy to miss the most important signs in life. And in fact, that's what we're reminded, see, as you get older, that there are always signs. In fact, doctors give you signs. You're supposed to look for symptoms. Because what happens is that if you have a disease, you don't know you have the disease because the disease is hidden inside of you. You actually only know that you have the symptoms of the disease. And so they want you to pay attention to look at the signs. And sometimes people go, well, why do I need God? And why, why did Jesus have to come? Why did this have to happen? I mean, really, why in all the different possibilities, why would God have to step into human history, walk among us, take on flesh and blood, live a sinless and perfect life? Why would God have to allow himself to be mocked and beaten? Why would God have to allow himself to be whipped and torn to shreds? Why in the world would God have to allow himself to be crucified then buried, and then raised from the dead. Why would God have to do all of that just for us? It's because we're not very good at reading the signs and we don't understand why this sign is so important. See, we we think that the signs of the human condition are not connected to the brokenness of the human essence. And we have signs. The signs look like bitterness. The signs look like jealousy. The signs look like greed. The signs look like violence. The signs look like anger. We have all these signs that we mistreat each other, that we betray each other. That we abandon each other. See, we have signs everywhere. We have signs of wars and violence, signs of abandonment and abuse. We have signs all over the world of families broken to pieces and humans shattered to pieces. And we think all those things are just incidental, that that they're just the result of circumstances. And what God is saying, no, you need to learn how to read the signs. Because the signs of human history are everywhere that there's something broken inside of us that we cannot repair ourselves. And so what God has done by sending Jesus into the world says, I'm going to give you a sign. I'm going to give you a sign that I am what your soul needs and requires. And the sign is kind of a peculiar one because it's not that, um, it's not that, Overwhelming. It says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. I mean, that is miraculous, by the way. I hope you know that. And uh, I don't want to go any further than that. I don't want people sending me emails saying, I brought my eight-year-old son, and now he's asking me about that. But, but it's a miraculous thing that a virgin would conceive and have a son. But it's not that spectacular. When I read this, I thought, you know, God, you could have been a little more spectacular. I mean, do you not know how to make an entrance? Right? Have you ever been around people, they just know how to make an entrance? Whenever they walk in the room, everyone looks in their direction. I mean, isn't that the way God should be? I mean, if he's trying to impact all of humanity and shift, change the course of human history, shouldn't the entrance be more dramatic, more spectacular, more God-like? And I started thinking about, well, he's pretty good at making exits. <laughs> right? 
Crucifixion, resurrection, huge exit. I'm going, that, that's epic. And even old school, there's a guy named Elijah, and it says that, that he didn't die, he went up in a chariot of fire. I'm going, bam, that's an exit. I mean, <laughs> drop the mic, right? How do you follow that as I, you know, Elisha going, well, okay. No point making a big exit, and I'm not going to top that one. Okay, I'm going, all right, God, if you know how to exit with a chariot of fire, if you know how to exit by conquering death, couldn't you have created a more dramatic entrance? But the entrance is significant because it actually points the way to access to the hope that all of us need. See, if Jesus had come into the world in a spectacular fashion, like on a chariot of fire, it would have been impressive, but it would have misguided us. See, if Jesus had stepped into human history, parting oceans, he's done that, so he can do that. If he had parted waters and stepped into human history, like a, a god in Greek mythology, we would have been impressed, but it would not have transformed us. Because we would have always looked for God in the spectacular. We would always look for God out there. In the magical and the miraculous. And he said, no, no, my entrance has everything to do with my solution to the human condition. A virgin is going to give birth to a son. And his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. That, that actually created a huge theological problem, by the way. I grew up Roman Catholic, and one of the things you learn about is the Immaculate Conception, which is an idea that says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. God can't be born of a virgin, because that means that, his, that he, his beginning is inside of a sinful human being. That creates a huge problem. So then a theology was created to say, well, then Mary had to be without sin, because the only way she could actually give birth to Jesus is if she didn't have any sin. But that misses the whole point. See, the only hope we have is that Emmanuel, which means God with us, the only hope we have is that if Emmanuel can come and dwell within us in all of our imperfection and brokenness and sinfulness. So God didn't need to clean things up for Jesus to come. He didn't have to clean up the barn that we call a manger because it sounds more romantic. And he didn't have to clean up the womb. Because God knew exactly what he was doing. He was coming into a space that was broken and stained and sinful and dark. And he stepped into our humanity. This is what I love about Jesus. Is he didn't come and walk outside of us. But he came to walk among us and with us, and in us. See, the sign, I'm so glad we have beautiful signs like lights and wreaths and Christmas trees. I'm for every sign. I want to light up the world. I love Christmas in every aspect of it. Cannot be too cheesy or too gaudy. There's just no such thing as too many lights. I don't know where that phrase came from. I love it all. 
But when God stepped into human history, there was no flash. There was no spectacular. There's no grandeur. It was a human moment. It was the most human moment that has ever happened. God stepped into human history. In the womb of a human being. With perhaps the most ordinary name ever known. A woman named Mary. And God came into human history in the same way he's going to come into your life. Not by making you pregnant. Because <laughs> that would be terrifying for us guys. And uh, we could not handle that. He's going to do it by the same way he created the first sign. By making sure that God is with you. Emmanuel. This is why we celebrate this moment. Because a God who seems so distant and so obscure and so unknowable and so untouchable broke through every barrier, destroyed every obstacle, removed everything that would separate us from him. And he stepped into our space where we could not crawl our way or fight our way to God. But God fought his way to us. See, and I, I have so many people ask, well, isn't it okay? I mean, aren't all religions the same? And I go, no. All religions are not the same. And, and when Christianity becomes a religion, it's not the same either. Because all religions are is a human attempt to find our way to God. And that's so frustrating, isn't it? Because it seems like whenever we're trying to get to God, God moves back and creates a greater distance between us and him. And so whether you call it heaven or nirvana or enlightenment, whether it's through Buddhism or Hinduism or Islam or, or Christianity, whatever it may be, whenever we create a religion that says this is how we can gain God's love, we can gain God's favor, we can gain God's grace, we have missed the whole point. We missed the sign. Because the sign of Jesus is that there is no need to create a religion that tries to get to God. Because God has already done everything he needs to do. He has done everything we need him to do for us to have a relationship with him. It is not Emmanuel translated us with God. It is Emmanuel translated God with us. And so it may seem unspectacular, but God is always a God of intimacy. See, he's far more interested in you knowing his intimate love, experiencing his gentle caress, swimming in his compassion and kindness than he is in showing off what it means to be God. He's already created the universe. Really, what else is he going to do? He's created everything that exists 
everything that is, everything far and beyond what we could ever imagine. See, God already went big. Now he's just going intimate. And if you're here tonight, and this is the beginning of your Christmas, if you're here for the lighting of the tree, I'm so glad you're here, and I hope it will be a sign to you. But the most important sign, the one I hope you will not miss, is that there is a sign that was given, that a virgin would give birth to a son, and his name would be Emmanuel, God with us, God with me, God with me, God with you. And I wonder tonight if God is still distant from you because you're distant from him. See, I want you to realize that right now God is as close as the air you breathe. That God's presence is pressing against your skin. And God is pressing against your soul. And God is knocking on the door of your heart and whispering to you in this moment, I love you. I'm here. I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, we can do together what we could never do alone. Go to mosaic.org slash give and join us in taking this message and spreading it across the world. God bless. Thanks so much.